0: One comparison I made to Nick, not that Nick would know because he hasn't played them, but Kingdom Hearts. Like if you've ever played Kingdom Hearts. I know what Kingdom Hearts is. No, I know you know what it is, but I, I don't know. You got know. Mickey
1: Mouse and your you know, your slapping butts with uh Final Fantasy characters.
0: Slapping right? butts with Final Fantasy characters. <laughs> I'm just saying like in terms of- Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Anime Summit Podcast, where we argue about penguins, how to pronounce the word lolly, lowly, and tight stomachs. Ooh. I'm Sam the Bomb, of course. Okay, and with me is, oh crap, I didn't prepare a nickname for you. Nick Van Gelly. We'll just say Nick Van Gellion again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Nick Van Dyke. No. Yeah, Nick... <laughs> L- let me say my catchphrase for this episode Cezanne Senraku. All right, I'm done.
0: Sounds way better in the sub.
1: Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a petite Japanese girl. I'm a petite white boy, so
0: petite boy, boy.
1: Best we got.
0: <laughs> you heard Nick. Later in the episode, we're going to talk about Mawaru Penguin Drum or Silver Penguin Drum. This is another decade spotlight. The second half of 2011, pretty hype. Next uh, next time next month is going to be 2012. Getting up there, dude. We're gonna we're gonna start making some comparisons here soon because now we've got through through 2010, getting through 2011. And you still got a lot of shows
1: to watch from uh, not spotlight that I got to make you watch. I know, <laughs> and me too. There's a lot, you know. The but
0: look, if you watch a couple episodes a day, you know you'll catch up quick. This season, this this like the spring season that's starting right now might be a little bleak. So maybe I'll have time to like watch more backlogs up. Yeah, no. I, I mean,
1: know. think about it though. If you watch two episodes a day, that's over 700 episodes right there. Like, that is a lot. Uh, yeah, it's almost 70 shows. I might like, Try
0: that. Starting this weekend.
1: That's less than an hour, you know. That's pretty easy. You watch while you're taking a shit, while you're making food, maybe both at the same time. Both at the same time, you know? dude. You Multitask. cook while you poop? Yeah, my toilet sink.
0: <laughs> Sheesh. Anyway, I feel like you would that. get that if you
1: watched The League.
0: The League <laughs> Uh God, Nick his like obscure references. It's just like sports.
1: Is that a sports reference? <laughs> Yeah, it's a fantasy football TV show. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't finish it, but the first
0: few seasons were funny. Um, Yeah, we're going to talk about Silver Penguin Drum. Uh, You know, this decade spotlight, the way we're doing it is uh, we're covering two shows in the year, starting from 2010 going up to 2014. Right? Because 2015 is. Really... Uh, we
1: got one in 2015.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah. Because, yeah, 2015 is when we started being a podcast. So every month you'll get a deck. Yeah, we, we didn't
1: start seasonals until, like, I think summer 2015. Like, not a, at least not fully seasonal.
0: Right. Yeah. That's right. So, so yeah. So this is the second part of 2011, our second one for 2011 for the month of April uh, Silver Penguin Drum. Okay. So this show is crazy. It was very crazy. Uh, another work by Kuniku Ikohara. He did uh, Utana, yeah,
1: Revolutionary Girl Utana. He
0: did Lesbian Bear Storm, Yurikuma. He's Arashi. doing the the uh,
1: currently airing Mai. Cannot pronounce that correctly, but which a lot got of, to bear with us.
0: Uh, shout out to Sen. They they are saying that that's going to be their anime this season. Well, um,
1: I mean, dude, any season with Ikuhara, you got to put that shit up there on the podium, you know. Cause he only does a show every few years, right? So
0: yeah, like he doesn't; he's not uh, special. There, there was part a time of it is because
1: his... his ideas are all originals, and it's like he wants to do crazy shit,
0: <laughs> right? And there was a time in his career where he thought he wasn't gonna do anymore; like people didn't want to,
1: yeah, hire him for something. I think uh, there was a really big gap. So, like his first originally, he started working at Toei, I believe, and he was doing like Sailor Moon. Uh, he was working with them on that, and. Then he he at some point or 1997 he released uh, Revolutionary Girl Utena, which most people would say is his best work, which is like a kind of a magical girl fairy tale subversive super dense symbolism show. <laughs> I didn't do a very good job describing it, but there's a lot of people who've reviewed that already. Anime News Network has a has a big you know. Written up review section of it. You can look up reviews. People have written like theses on Utana by right. itself. Right, it's one of so, those shows. Um, yeah, it's like it's like hashtag too deep for you. <laughs> well, Literally,
0: we, I mean, even with uh, Penguin Drum, we came across a couple of those too. So yeah,
1: Penguin Drum was in a somewhat similar vein, although it's it's a shorter series than Utena. Um And yeah, he took like a fourteen year gap between them. I think part of the reason is just like. Getting his stuff uh, accepted by like producers and and studios and getting you know getting enough workers to help
0: create his his visions is kind of tough. Well, when we were doing research on this too, I, I came across a couple of like forum like anime forums, even like the anime news network ones and the Crunchyroll forums. Back in two thousand, these were posts back in two thousand eleven. Of people just getting hype for Penguin Drum because they were like, "Oh my God, it's another Ikuhara show!" Discussion theories, this, this, that, and all this stuff, and they were excited for it. Like I can imagine, you know, that being with whoever your favorite creator is, you know, probably how I am right now with the Fourth Ava movie, or you know, things like that. So, oh it's, yeah, yeah, that's it's, it, was it. was it gap. was it was cool to see people excited about it because they were like, "Oh my God, it's another Ikuhara show!" But uh, yeah, so later that's what we're gonna talk about. Um, until then, we're going to take a quick break right here, and then we'll be right back. Okay, hell yeah, check that out for me, okay? And then also, links.anime.summit.net, you can find everything right there. You can add us on Twitter, Instagram, uh, go to youtube.com slash anime summit, hit the subscribe button, and subscribe to Anime Summit Extra. And more importantly, we're pretty much mostly, like, I'm kind of liking like i'm on discord all the time like me and nick are on there all the time like we're mostly there so if you want to talk to us that's like the best way to do it for sure because like i'm not on twitter that much anymore and the discord you can find in the youtube description you can find it at links 7net and you can find it in the twitter description as well so or the twitter bio so there you go go on discord would you talk to me there because i love talking to people i love talking to y'all shout out shout out to the discord right now just don't
1: at everyone yeah, so we'll post the ping me, the ping emoji.
0: <laughs> right, right. The ping, Only
1: I'm allowed to do at everyone the ping emoji. Yeah.
0: The ping the <laughs> little the, that's got the little red one like <laughs> Um look,
1: if you want to post Arthur Fists join our Discord. Yeah, Arthur, we got fist. Arthur fist.
0: We have Arthur fist emoji, so if you are getting mad about something This enemy sucks. Arthur fist.
1: But, uh, we got Pepe Hands. We got Yuri Glasses. Classics. Y- <laughs> Yuri I love the Yuri Glasses one. That's, that's great.
0: The Yuri Glasses one is good. Um, okay, here we go. Malaru Penguin Drum, 2011. A wife and his bando. Did you
1: call it Silver Penguin Drum when you first started? Isn't that what it's called? I've never heard it called Silver Penguin Drum. <laughs> I just had to call that out just now. I just realized that.
0: What am I, I thinking I think most of? people
1: just say Penguin Drum. I, thought I have that's, no idea. Oh,
0: wait. Spinning Penguin Drum. That's what my Penguin Drum okay. Nobody calls it that. Son. No, nobody That's calls not the it that. Nobody calls it People, would would just, call, people would just call it Penguin Drum. It's Penguin Drum. Drum.
1: Or if you're like a hyper fan, you'd be like, actually, Yuri Glass's Marara Penguin Drum. Well,
0: actually, my name is Nick, and I like to. Actually, it's Pula Magi Budoka Magica. Magica. Yeah, dude. Waifu has Bando. Penguin
1: Drum, though. Yep, the Waifu has Bando.
0: The Waifu is Himari, the 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 main character pretty much the, the dying that, girl trope the dying girl trope pretty much the the character that the anime centers around for the most part and for his bando her quote unquote brother shoma takakura hamari takakura and shoma takakura uh when we get into the spoiler sections, you'll realize it's not it's not incest i'm i'm i, I promise you it's that's not that's kind of a spoiler right there isn't it sorry <laughs> <laughs> believe that not out really uh, when we get to the spoiler section, we're going to uh, – I'm going to insert the Wilhelm scream right there. <laughs> <laughs> so when you hear the Wilhelm scream, that's where we the need spoilers to get, start. We, we need to get the
1: uh, Princess Bride Pit of Despair scream, where he's like, ah! <laughs> oh,
0: <I'll laughs> I can't even I, imitate it. Link that to me later, would you? We'll find that. Or, or we'll start – we'll just have different noises every episode. Yeah, like, we can just bo- use bo- different bo- noises. Bo- you know? Or whatever. Um, here we go. Let's do it. Ideally we get like a soundboard, we could just do it on do it live. Do it live. We'll just do it live. Yeah, no, we need to find a way to do that. Someone call Mac. Anyway, here we go. Uh, I'm going to summarize this real quick There's some background information. Uh directed by I was going to summarize it. Oh, never mind. Sorry. <laughs> I was going to give the <laughs> Oh, no, you can go ahead. <laughs> I was giving the I was going to give the staff info. You're going info. against the sp- You're going against the worksheet, I'm son. sorry. Come on, I'll give the staff info and then you can summarize it. But like it's directed by Kaniku Kunihiko. Ikuhara, okay, and we already kind of went through his background a little bit earlier, but a uh, very famous guy, very creative, very out-there stuff. Studio Brains Base, they also did Durara, Bacano, Origairo, Spice Wolf 2, Natsume Yuchinjo. Uchi, I D- listed Frank. a lot of stuff. Yeah, they did a Princess
1: Jellyfish. We covered that one. Yeah,
0: we did cover and that Bacchano. one. And, was, and When we used to do show swaps. Um, licensed by Sentai Filmworks for the dub. Yeah, the dub was okay. I mean, we can talk about that later. Probably not. It, it, I, I watched yeah, it in sub. Yeah, the brothers
1: didn't sound right to me.
0: Yeah, I watched it in sub because the dub was just like, yeah. Um, and
1: actually, weirdly enough, in the sub, when they had the younger kid brother, that didn't sound right to me either, <laughs> even in the Japanese. I was like, wait, they just had the same guy do it. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like you sound like you're 20, but you're
0: like 10. You sound the same. <laughs> um, you can actually find this on High Dive and VRV, which I did not know. Until Nick told it to me, but um, yeah, it's streaming currently on High Dive and VRV. So if you got that, I know a couple of people on our Discord have uh, both of those. Yeah,
1: VRV and High Dive are pretty good deals. I know. I'm kind of wondering. There's if There's a I lot should... of good stuff
0: on those. I'm kind of wondering if I should try one of those. Really,
1: really, the only one that I would that I would be questionable about is Funimation, just because like they're going through some flux right now. So, right. I don't know. That's just me personally. Right. Please sponsor us, Funimation.
0: Please Funimation. <laughs> Um, you can find physical releases on Amazon, Blu-ray DVD collection or Blu-ray disc collection. Uh, one and two available on Amazon for thirty bucks each. You can probably find it on Right Stuff. Or, yeah, you know, if, Sentai if, sale. if there's
1: a, they have the Sentai sales a couple of times a year. Those are really big sales. Like they they had like seventy five percent off sale at one point. Oh yeah, um, Right Stuff has sales going on. So check that out. It's it's usually on there at some point during the year. But, I mean, even 30 bucks, $60 total for 26 episodes or 24 episodes, that's not too bad. That's, like, somewhat reasonable.
0: Also, too, like I, I said on my last newscast that I was going to try and shout out the current weekend's Right Stuff sale. Just so you guys, because you guys listen to my newscast Saturday morning, you know, so that way. If it's payday, if you got paid on Friday, just got paid... Dude, that Friday reminds me. I need night. to stop my,
1: I need to stop my Tokyo Otaku Mode subscription. Apparently, I accidentally signed up for it. <laughs> so, like every quarter, they're like, "You're resubscribed to Otaku Mode for fifteen dollars." <laughs> I'm like, "Shit!" Whoops. <laughs> I mean, it helped me buy some Nendoroids, but it's like, man, I, I don't need to buy them that often. So, right. I think I have like a hundred dollars in credit from them. It's crazy. I can just like get something.
0: You should. You should get a Nendo. Uh, speaking of which, I actually have had a Ringo figure for a long time, but I did not know where it was from until I watched this anime. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, I like," because the box is weird. Like the box doesn't say, "Like I'll show you the box later." It's fucking weird. But uh, yeah, I got I have a figure of Ringo in a in uh, on my uh, merch collection. But that being said, I'll give it to Nick to summarize this Maru Penguin Drum. <laughs>
1: Okay, so cards on the table. I am a little bit fuzzy on some of the plot details to Penguin Drum. Uh, that's to be expected on the first viewing of the show because it's really dense and like busy with a lot of, of imagery, a lot of different plot threads and elements going through and characters. Mm-hmm. So this show, like before we even start, it does benefit from a rewatch, and like you have to put in like your full focus to watch it. And I didn't, I mean, honestly, I didn't give it, like, a fair shake, if I'm being totally honest. Like, I wasn't 100% dialed in. So I'll be a a tiny bit shaky. I might miss a detail here or there. But um, the basic premise uh, in the early going of Penguin Drum is uh, the two brothers, Shoma and Kanba, are visiting the aquarium with their sister, Himari. And um, she is terminally ill, so they're taking her to the aquarium to have, like, a good time, right? So they they get a penguin hat and she collapses at at the aquarium. Uh in the in the hospital she dies, comes back to life with the penguin hat on and is speaking in like a different voice. And she tells them that in order to extend her life, they must find the penguin drum. And the penguin drum basically they discover later is it's kind of like a Harry Potter horcrux. <laughs> it's it's like the it's like the Chamber of Secrets, like Tom Riddle's diary almost. It's it ends up being Ringo's diary, who's like a schoolmate of theirs. And so they have to find Ringo and get her diary. Well, they they,
0: they think it's in the beginning, like in episode two, yeah, they yeah, think they it's they, her They diary.
1: think it is. See exactly. I'm I'm missing like tiny little details like that. Um and that's like the basic gist of it. Like they're trying to exchange fate to to prolong and save Himari. And that's like That's the very basic plot, but there's a lot of other uh, character uh, concerns that go on as well, like Ringo, uh, her sister. There's this, like, ghost character guy. What's his name again? He's a... Sanatoshi. Yeah, he's kind of just like a spirit-type person, and he's... I call
0: him Sanitation.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sanitation. He's, He's the janitor. He's the janitor. In any case, yeah. So then the reason it's called Penguin Drum is these penguins are are mailed to them mysteriously and the penguins are kind of like mascot characters or avatars or demons that that are attached to their respective uh owner or person they're like a they're like a pet type kind of thing but nobody else can see them except for the owners and whoever else has penguins actually i'm not sure they can see each other's penguins i think they can they can see each other's penguins right shoma they can see each other's
0: yeah so like if you owned a set of them and i owned one i could see yours
1: yeah, but nobody else can see them. And like no. the penguins are are like the source of comedy in this show. And it, the show never gets w- like too dark with it cuz it it does get pretty dark especially later on like at the midway point and forward. It gets pretty dark. I, well, I mean, I guess sh- even episode 1 if you think about it. So the penguins do provide that levity, which is nice. Um but and, and some people might argue, "Oh, the penguins are it's, it's a little too goofy during a serious scene they're reading like porn magazines and stuff." And it's like why do they need to do that? Why is this octopus spraying ink on them in the background? What does that mean? <laughs> it might just be funny, right? So part of that is that uh Kunihiko Ikahara, he you know, he he cut his chops on Sailor Moon and he you know, Jinichi Sato is, is like the master of, of like, you know, light comedy mixed with mixed with more serious themes, right? With like Sailor Moon, you got Aria, you got all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like Ikahara wants to add uh, some lightheartedness to his shows, even if it's dark, and, and it's, that's also present in, present in Utana as well, and all of his shows really. So there's some comedy in there, mm-hmm. and I, I kind of like that. Um, you just gotta you just gotta dole it out carefully, and not like you don't want to go full kill a kill like Mako, where she just interrupts everything. <laughs> Hallelujah! Yeah. <laughs> Although that shows that shows more of a comedy than anything, but. Um, yeah, I mean, Penguin Drum is is definitely a very serious show. It deals with like fate. It deals with uh, you know family elements. There's, what else we got? There's so many themes. There's destiny,
0: there's karma, karma, destiny, fate, changing fate, the cost of changing fate, paying for paying for debts that were not taken out by you, but by somebody connected to you. It's like oh
1: yeah, like the brothers and their parents. Yeah, I think had, mm-hmm. there's like some some dark. Uh, Themes to that. Oh, see, that's one of those things that—that's one of the details I'm fuzzy on because I was watching the show while while multitasking at times. Bad idea. Don't do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. This isn't. This is a uh, especially for a show like this complex show. Yeah. So
0: yeah, yeah. But I think the there's Kunigu or Kunihiko Ikuhara. He he. Let's just
1: call him Ikuhara. That's easier. <laughs> yeah,
0: for sure, Ikuhara-san. He like put so many like shout outs and homages to other anime like Sailor Moon and Utena and all that. And then he also injected all these crazy themes to tell this, this big, just huge moral. And yeah,
1: it's like a modern fairy tale type of thing.
0: That's a perfect way to say it. But like um, the, the hat, right? The penguin hat that possesses Himari, the being in the hat, you don't find out who it is till later. But when when the hat possesses Himari and summons a meeting with the two brothers, it goes into like this whole transformation sequence, and this she dons this penguin outfit with the hat, and it goes into like this surreal world.
1: Yeah, that that was the uh, catchphrase I, I shouted at the beginning.
0: Yeah, yeah, survival strategy meeting. Yeah,
1: survival initiate survival
0: strategy. <laughs> yeah, and they go into this meeting, and then. One of the, as she's, like, coming down the escalator thing to go in front of the two brothers, Kanba and Shoma, uh, little pieces of her outfit disappear each at a time until she's just, by the end of it, she's just, like, in a swimsuit with the hat. She gets naked at a certain point. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, There's a couple times where she gets naked. Nick's favorite part. But like Definitely, there's see there, that side butt? there's a couple of, <laughs> <laughs> there's a couple times where you can see it like she'll jump forward with her arms forward and her legs back and that's like the exact pose that Sailor Moon does like when her Leotard's coming on. It's just like really cool. This I noticed those right away, which was super sick. But yeah, the transformation sequence and that, that survival strategy uh sequence is just like a spectacle in its own. Like, I gotta fucking love it.
1: Yeah, well, the transformation sequences are always the best animated parts of the show because oh, yeah. they only have to do it once, right? So they might as well make it good. <laughs> right. And it saves, them, it saves them time in future episodes. They can just repeat it. Right. So um, that and, like, the open, opening and ending and transformation sequences are usually the best animated parts mm. and some battles, but, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. The so, show
1: isn't really battle-themed.
0: So from the first episode on, that's when things start... Taken off, and then like the second episode, they introduce Ringo, who she goes to high school with, uh Showman Kanba, and she's got this diary, and they have a reason to believe that that diary might be the penguin drum. So they kind of start following her. Well, actually, they make their little penguins follow her, which is hilarious. Like they use like a camera. Yeah, the
1: penguin antics are so funny. Like yeah, one of the they... first scenes is like, it's it's like killing cockroaches with spray. She's like, Shh.
0: yeah, so it pulls out a bug spray can and out. Real quick, they like, they look doofusy. You know, they're they're goofy as fuck. Well, they're they're really cute. Like, yeah, they're I want like, a plushie of the penguins. If any of you guys have played Disgaea, they're like the Prinnies in Disgaea. Like they're just serving penguins. They look goofy. They're and perfect
1: merchandise. This
0: perfect merch. <laughs> like in fact, one of the articles. That's that probably where, how he
1: got the show made. One of the
0: <laughs> one of the articles with that uh, uh interview. The picture of him is like him holding, like a plush penguin from the show and it's like really funny yeah
1: but, they're almost like the, they're almost like Totoro a little bit
0: dude yeah they told it's totally on like on that level of merch It totally is what it is like for real but yeah penguin drum dude uh, i mean it, it, it starts unfolding every episode unfolds a new there's even some episodes that end on kind of not i wouldn't say a cliffhanger but like a ooh, like another detail they just revealed you know and as it starts unfolding they start introducing more characters and more characters. And at first it's a little overwhelming. There's all these themes to keep in mind, right? Like who's, who's in the, who's the penguin hat? Is the penguin hat a person or is it literally just a hat that's sentient? Or why are they introducing this character here? And why do they, why do I care? You know what I mean? And at first I was like, kind of like, Oh man, I bet you I'm not going to care about this character in like three episodes. Right. But no, by like, even by halfway through, You know all these characters, and they're all connected somehow. Like, one comparison I made to Nick when we were doing our research, we got on Discord Voice, and we were researching stuff. One comparison I made to Nick, not that Nick would know because he hasn't played them, but Kingdom Hearts, like, if you've ever played Kingdom Hearts... I know what Kingdom Hearts is. No, I know you know what it is, but I I don't know. You got Mickey
1: Mouse and your, you know, your slapping butts with uh, Final Fantasy characters. Slapping butts with
0: Final Fantasy (laughs) characters. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, in terms of playing it, there's so much... Kingdom Hearts is kind of a bad example because it's, like, it kind of, like... Who's they... the
1: guy who created that? Isn't the guy who created that, like, insane? Tetsuya Nomura. No, he's not insane. Yeah, Nomura. I-, I heard he's, like, nuts. <laughs> he just, like... have to be to make something like that, though. Yeah, I don't
0: know. It- it's a little convoluted to, the- to a but, fault. But, yeah, like, exactly. Like, the plot doesn't make any fucking it sense. It doesn't make sense <laughs> in a lot of sense. It's like yeah. a
1: Rocky and JoJo. It's like, ah, uh, just shut up. It's... I can only Im-
0: happen. <laughs> it, but it's overwhelming, right? To someone who yeah. has never played any of the series. I can I can bet you one hundred percent though. Like I put a million dollars on it. If Ikuhara wrote the screenplay for Kingdom Hearts, oh man. I can only imagine how much more clean and awesome that would be. But anyway, I make that comparison because like it seems overwhelming. You get to episode five or six and it just seems like okay, now we got uh Masako and Tabuki uh, Asami, the girl who uh, this girl gets pushed down an elevator, and the, Masako is revealed to have like this gun, and this gun shoots these balls, and if she shoots a red ball at your head, you lose memories. If she shoots a blue one at your head, you gain memories. I think she shot the red ball at my head because I forgot a lot of this. Because I forgot a <laughs> lot of shit. But then, dude, like, I really got to rewatch it. She's I'm gonna rewatch it too at some point. But she's like obsessed with Kanba, one of the brothers, you know, and you don't know why. And then you just want to like, it's it's weird too because some of the, like the middle of the episodes, a lot of them were boring. Like I was just like, man, so much talking, so much, so much exposition. Which uh, I wouldn't say so much exposition, but like, I wish it would just had gone a little further, like, or or hurried along a little more, rather than yeah. There were a few episodes that were like, it just didn't feel like uh, well,
1: it felt like a lot happened, but it didn't have enough of a hook in, in a few of the episodes in the middle that's i would say
0: that's a way better way to say it that's the best way to say it i think but yeah it just like it, and it it because of that i couldn't f- remember or focus on what i was being overwhelmed with at some points but there was a couple times where like i had to cuz i was a dummy and watched it on my ipad in bed before bed and i fell asleep so i had to rewatch it and i was like oh i don't remember that part happening like
1: you were, uh, what do you, what do you call that when you're sleep learning Sleep learning, dude. It's like... Can't do that when you are Image anime. training. <laughs> yeah. <it's, laughs> you can't do it. You're going to learn Spanish Learn you too sleeping? Dude, while I'm Spanish. no, you'll be like Dexter. Omelette dude. fromage.
0: Omelette du fromage. He had an accent, but none of his family did. But, like, no. It, you know what, dude? After you get to, like... It's weird. Because after you get to, like, episode 12 and 13, that's when it's, like... Oh, okay. Yeah, I
1: think episode nine is a big turning point as well. Somewhere in there, yeah, that's when. um correctly. That's when
0: they introduce uh, sanitation, Sanatoshi, Sanatoshi. God, I, I really got to rewatch this. I call him sanitation because <laughs> it's funny. Uh, sanitation. Yes, yeah, <laughs> sanitation. But episode nine is like, and also too, what's really cool in the way the show is presented. I should bring this up right now because it this is actually a big part of the show. Is um. There's these little transitions when they're going from one part of the city to another. It they they put this little like in between slide with some typography and graphics, um, going from like you know Shinjuku Station to another place. You know when they went to the aquarium, it did that too. It was like ding shh, or whatever. And yeah, and, the train
1: symbolism is pretty heavy here.
0: Yeah, which I realized was important later because that actually foreshadows a lot. The, also, when there's a flashback. It does that same typography and kind of in between slide. It's like this white background with a black box and white text in the black box, with some red blocks next to it. It's a really cool graphic. And when it, when a flashback happens, it goes flashback ding. And um, episode nine, as Nick mentioned, is uh, a flashback episode where Himari remembers when she, stuff when she was younger. And it often does these flashbacks in a very cool way because it's not like it's not like you know every fucking shonen out there or Naruto where it's just like, you know, it's got the white gradient around the border and it's all fuzzy, you know? And it's like, when I was a kid, I trained in Taijutsu. I do so whatever. But anyway, it's relevant to the thing you're watching at that point. So you didn't feel like you were wasting your time watching a flashback, which I appreciate. Cause I, at first I was going to get I felt like I was going to get annoyed with it, but not at all, especially when it's revealing important details, which it did every time for the most part.
1: Yeah, and the are you, the, the trains also had the uh, advertisements of two other characters in the show, Himari's friends, who made up an idol group. Yeah. Uh, Triple H. Well, it was supposed to be Triple H, but without Himari, it's Double H. So
0: yeah, they changed it to Double H later. Yeah, I was Himari like, wait, why do they
1: like that wrestler so much? Isn't there a wrestler called Triple H? Yeah, Triple H. I'm like, damn! They're really obsessed
0: with wrestling. <laughs> Married to Stephanie McMahon. No, yeah, because it's Himari, Hikari, and um, I forgot the and third Triple
1: one. H does the ending themes to the episodes. Yeah, they do all right, of them. To many which, of them. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, yeah.
0: Which I didn't know. I thought they only did a couple of them.
1: Some of them are really good. There's there's some bangers in there. But some um, yeah, like so, like what was the deal with with that plot thread with her friends? It's like she. She wanted to be an idol, but she didn't think she was good enough, or something like.
0: Well, she got sick.
1: I know she got sick for sure, and like she wanted. Oh no, she was like rooting for her friends no matter what, and they they like always remembered her. Yeah. Like the basic gist of it. Yeah. So I'm wondering why why were the uh, those advertisements in the train and and like the other thing with the train too is like trains are very symbolic of like dreaming, and. It's like your your mental uh, problems, like and burdens that you're carrying. It's kind of like a journey symbol. Mm-hmm. And trains are using a lot of anime. It's like Spirited Away, even trains. Like it's all kind of like a inner psychological thing. So it's like, wait, were they actually on a train, or was it, or was this like in their head? Because <laughs> no. at first you're watching it and you're like, oh, they're on a train going to school or whatever. It's like, are they? <laughs> yeah. So i'm just I'm just asking you actually like what's the deal with the uh,
0: the idol group um well, other than like other than them providing the music like for the endings and stuff, I know that like oh, it's Hibari, that's the other one Hibari and hikari, I know that Hikari, oh, that's convenient they all have the same name yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh Hibari, hikari and himari i I know that hikari her name is Hikari Utada. And that's the thinly veiled name of Hikaru Utada, who is the singer of Kingdom Hearts themes and uh, famous J-pop singer in Japan for many, 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 many years. Um, she's basically the Beyonce of Japan. Yeah, I fucking said it. And uh, Hibari Yasora is also thinly veiled reference to Hibari Misora, who they all sing in Triple H or for Triple H. Or Well, not Hibari Misora and Hikaru Utada, but the, the voice actresses of the characters sing... Other than that, it basically they just kind of fill that purpose of what you said. They're featured on the advertisements on the, the the Tokyo Sky Metro trains, and they kind of they represent that theme of them of being left behind. Like it's oh, like people like you, who
1: were left, people who cared about her.
0: Like you know, if I quit this podcast and you and Danny kept going, I it would it would be shitty of me. You not be to be on root the for tra- you.
1: yeah, you'd be on the train, dude. Or I'd no, be, wait. We would be on your train. You'd be on,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it'd be shitty yeah, yeah. not to root for you. But it, it also like it's valid. My pen would be
1: read, would be reading a porn magazine, by the way.
0: It'd be it'd be valid for me to feel left behind, you know, like I because I would, even though it was something in my control or out of my control that kept me from going on. In this case, it was out of Himarias' control because she got sick and she had to leave school.
1: Well, maybe if she tried harder, she wouldn't have got sick. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You know, maybe if you just, just, like, lived your life right. <laughs> like,
1: that's the real theme of Penguin Drum? Just uh, flex it out, you know? Fucking, they
0: don't let people who are sick like that into McDonald's, okay? So no McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get McDonald's today. But, yeah, no, I think it's, it, that's, that's another, it also goes with, like, the abandonment theme. Because the Takakura's parents, you know, Kanba Shoma and Hamari's parents doing what they did, they left. Yeah, so, they left them behind, and it was—it's another.
1: Okay, so let let us clarify the parent involvement because the parents were never showed up in the anime. Um, and you never see them except
0: in, for pictures. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, because they're dead, right?
0: They well, uh, some a part of them show up. I don't are say until are we, they're
1: or they it, working. I'm just asking. I don't know. <laughs> I'm again. I'm really fuzzy on some of these details because uh, I was we not 100. We about to spoil, but like an episode oh yeah, spoiler in, work. Spoiler
0: alert. In in. You want to do them right now? Spoil? You want to put the spoiler thing right now? Wilhelm I mean, scream we, right now?
1: We, we've been like kind of spoiling, but you know whatever.
0: You want me to put in the Wilhelm scream?
1: Sure, whatever.
0: All right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how a Wilhelm
1: scream. How does a, how does a Wilhelm scream represent spoilers though?
0: <laughs> I have no idea. Maybe I'll put Admiral Akbar. It's a trap.
1: It's a trap. <laughs> we can find something. We need to put, like, a prequel prequel memes for any... They, they work for every occasion, so, you know. Also,
0: hashtag planning on the podcast. Take a shot.
1: That's not a story a Jedi would tell you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> anyway, into spoilers. So, like, okay, the brothers Do are... Do it. The brothers are the <laughs> Senate. <laughs> so the brothers are, like, not technically related, right? No. And... Okay, so what's the deal with it? What's the deal there? Like that's 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 one thing I'm fuzzy on. Shoma
0: is not—he's the blue-haired guy. He's the blue-haired bro. He's the middle. He's the younger Blue of the two purple. bros. He is—he is a biological child to the Takakura parents, but Himari is not. Himari was found. Shoma rescued Himari. Oh, they both did actually. I remember on the on the mm-hmm. beach, right? Mm-hmm. Well, no, Shoma rescued Himari from this place where unneeded children go, and they don't ever reveal what that actually is. I wonder if that's like an
1: orphanage or yeah, human trafficking. It was like <laughs> something not.
0: like it was something like it, after if you're there long enough, they just dispose of you. And he Shoma, see that's a
1: symbol right there. That's something that we would need to
0: analyze. I I interpreted I it, in the comments. I interpreted it as like. The foster care system, or something like that, because you know, like, there are some people, there are some kids who, when they turn eighteen and they leave foster care, they don't know what to do, and they end up just, you know, getting. Well, into it's, some it's not bad good shit. in any environment, really. You no, never want to go into It really isn't, page, no but not, matter what country you're in. Yeah, not not to get too much into that, but um, that's Shoma rescues her from it by sharing. I think that's app. like
1: the surface level thing, right? So, yeah, like the lost lost children. That's kind of like a Peter Pan reference. Hmm. He shares Maybe.
0: he shares an apple with her, and the, and that's the fruit of fate. The fruit of fate, which the has the fate. the red the red well, and the apple peels conveniently
1: to make the red, the red strand of fate or the thread of fate that like the Japan, threads of fate. Yeah, yeah, the threads of fate. Japan really uh, believes in that. that. That was in your name, right? That was in the. It was the also Nakoda in Kill it, it was also in Kill a Kill. Yeah, I mean it's it's in well yeah, life fibers and everything. It's in yeah. like a lot of Japanese stories. So
0: So that same apple actually, um, in the first episode there are two kids walking by the main character's house. They're like know, five or six years old kids, and they're playing with this apple and they're like, Oh, did you know the apple is the universe? And it connects everything together and this apple's connected to this and that. And you see that you see Shoma hand that apple to Himaria when he rescues her. So he, yeah, he she's actually not like their biological sister, but the Takakura's parents, so Kanba and Shoma Takakura were involved in some crime. And the all the characters that are being introduced throughout this anime as you're watching it are all connected with each other and some of them to this crime. The yeah, be, the crime was their parents were in involved in the Syrian subway gas attack. Now, I don't want to get too much into that. You probably already know what it is. But if you don't yeah, know you what it is, you can look at
1: Wikipedia. It's like a terrorist attack that took place on the a, Japanese yeah. subway. train, subway
0: system, yeah. 1995.
1: Yeah. Which is why the the number 95 is flashing.
0: Yes, March and apparently And
1: apparently, uh, it, the gas attacks were not, like, as heavy of an influence on Evangelion as they, as they were here, which is... At least according to some people who've who've looked it up. hmm I mm-hmm. guess we keep drawing Evangelion references. I mean, Ikuhara and Ano knew each other, so I don't know how close they were, but you know, they at least, you know, were friends for a time, right? So and the anime industry is especially back then was like is pretty insular, like a lot of the big names know each other. And yeah, and were, also, also together and everything.
0: Also, Ikuharu and Ano both have kind of that same style of taking influences from outside things things that are not anime related or entertainment related you know so they both kind of have that same style of they
1: they mix like real world events with uh like uh, anime news network had a great article that explained it really well Mm -hmm. Um, let me see if i can find that quote yeah, they combine real world events with symbolism and psychological elements. I mm-hmm. think I mentioned that earlier. Maybe Ano's um, was, a
0: li- in Anno's case, you know, maybe more personal. But but yeah, they both kind of draw influences from things that are outside of their medium more so than other directors. Well, and a little bit of too. both, yeah. Yeah, a little bit of both. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. Evangelion had a lot of uh, anime references like Ideon and, and uh, what was the other one? It had Ultimate a lot of It
0: had a lot of Tokusatsu and Kai. Same for the Ava podcast. Same for the Ava podcast <laughs> when it comes out on Netflix. <laughs> but um yeah um, uh, that 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 gas attack really happened and it was it was done by the cult amshin rikyo and uh, a bunch of people got injured some died just look it up um but yeah it, it really kind of scared japan it's like oh what
1: look at the vulnerabilities in our system and then like wait why did this happen why do people even want to do it you know yeah yeah so that was kind of a big a big deal right yeah i guess that's true of any terrorist attack if you think about it but right so, so as, especially as, for japan which is very peaceful
0: Oh, for sure, yeah. That that's why it was scary, right? Um, and that's why, like Nick, you heard Nick mention earlier, like, oh, later it gets pretty dark. You know, it starts going a certain way, and it's because they, I- Ikuhara, he kind of wove in this story into, uh, or he wove that real life event into his story. The whole reason why Ringo, so this diary, as Nick said earlier, it kind of is the it, it, it kind of foretells events. And at first in this diary, you think is the pen. They think that the diary is the penguin drum. And then the diary is revealed to kind of tell foretell events. So the first, you think it's the thing that tells the future, like, Oh, this is a diary from the future. And someone's telling the fucking future right now. So Ringo, it's the
1: Mirai Nikki.
0: <laughs> so Ringo's <laughs> older, older sister, Momoka was dating Tabuki, who was their teacher in high school and she feels like because her sister's gone she has to play out the events in the diary and become a replacement for her sister for her family to approve of her because her parents always favored Momoka over her and that's a big that's a big part of it later though as uh Nick I think Nick was about to mention the the diary is revealed to have the power to change fate so you can change stuff with it it doesn't just tell the future oh man i'm trying to remember every detail
1: oh man dude i'm reading this article that we linked <laughs> it's like blown my mind now
0: i know right that's yeah it's me and nick did a lot of research for this because we wanted to yeah. be well, able to delve into the themes and the details
1: <laughs> we found a lot of articles and skimmed them <laughs> i i know Son did more than i did um i read we'll we'll link in the show notes yeah sam you did a lot more than i did but we'll link in the show notes the articles we used most Um, of these articles i skimmed this one though the artifice are you on the artifice one that one i read yeah yeah so okay i finally understand so throughout penguin drum the background characters are all uh just like blank white stick figures basically which and is like you see that in episode one, and you're wondering why they do that too. It's like, you're wondering, oh, is it like a Monogatari thing, or they just don't want to animate them? Does it? What does it mean? Apparently, it's those people are just like these faceless nobodies that were shunned by, uh, you know, society that that basically didn't succeed in the way that that they wanted. So, and the child broiler, which was like they saved the Himari from being a lost child, like that, that uh, was kind of what created that yeah so so even those like background people like there's a reason for that <laughs> i'm like oh shit that blows my mind <laughs> um right yeah, there's, still, there's like a lot to to delve into here there is not one thing in this show that doesn't mean nothing
0: like it just
1: yeah and it, i don't want to get way too deep on it like we're not gonna unravel every single mystery no, no. on the pod because we need another hour and i'd have to rewatch it but like were you going to finish your thought on the on the uh,
0: earlier? Oh, I was just going to say that the, the Penguin Drum... I just wanted to explain the ending. I don't want to explain it, but I want to mention it. Because that is the part that made me... Went from thinking the show was just okay... To going, holy crap, this show is actually fucking really cool. Um, On some Kingdom Hearts shit, though, for real... Like, it turns out that moko Ringo's older sister... Her soul split into two after sanitation was, like, had her in his, like, you know, in his library thing. And she was like, I don't believe the same things you believe. You are an asshole, and you want to just watch the world burn. And I'm going to prove to you that that's not right. That's not, the, that's not what it is. And her soul split into two. And it split into two penguin hats. So one penguin hat is on Himari. The other one is on... Mario, Masako's younger brother, and Momoka is revealed to be the Princess of Crystal, which is the thing that possesses the Penguin Hat. That's been that was Momoka the whole time, and the Penguin Drum is revealed to be the Fruit of Fate, which is the apple. And Kanba and Shoma at the end to save Himari and to save everybody, and to save you know, to stop Kanba from committing another terrorist attack with the Kiga group. They sacrifice their lives and their existence on some Madoka Magica shit. And then the world resets and they're, they were never real. Hamari grows up by herself, I think. And there's two kids walking outside of Hamari's house talking about the fruit going, oh yeah, it's the universe and everything connected to it. Just like in episode one. So it's like, Oh shit, mind was blown. Now I will say this too, just like Nick said earlier, cards on the table. This is definitely a show that I want to rewatch because now that I have read the stuff I read doing the research with Nick, like it'll be cool to do a rewatch and catch everything again, you know what I mean? At the same time, I don't know if I've watched a show like this in a long time where it's made me do this much research and that's awesome. Because when you have a piece of art that's going to bring that kind of discussion out, whether it's on this podcast or whether it's with you guys on Discord, or if it's just me and Nick at Burger King getting fat talking about it, <laughs> and not that I eat Burger King anymore, I actually, give me don't. that double chi. dude. Let me get that dub chi, and we'll talk about Penguin Drum right quick. But like, no, for real, you're gross, so fat. I can't even. Eat, I can't even eat Burger King anymore. Like, I can't even finish a regular cheeseburger. <laughs> but like. Dude, like, I, me and Nick were actually getting frustrated last night talking about yeah. it. And Well, yeah. It, it, oh, go ahead. Well, no, I was just that saying there was so much to gather, and we were doing – it was really – but I had a lot of fun. Looking back on it and looking, seeing, like, hearing Nick get excited about it right now, reading what he's reading, that's what makes a good show for sure. And I'm yeah. going to tell you right now – like, without even getting into, like, I know we're going to get into the final thoughts in a minute here, but I'm telling you right now, this is probably going in my top 50. Like, honestly, there's so many themes that I want to, and I want to catch them all again. I want to watch it again and catch them all.
1: Got to catch all the penguins just like Pokemon. Another reference. No, I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> reference again. Have you noticed how the apple looks like a Pokeball? You symbolism. Notice the, yeah, symbolism, dude. Shout out. Shout out to Pokemon like oh man it there's we can jump into the final thoughts might as well since we're getting there i i think I, I i'm with i i you know what dude ah god i can't even talk like for real i can't even really explain it cue the music cue the music
1: Okay so Penguin drum like Sam was saying is a very complex show um, there's a lot to delve into it almost it's like a more fun to watch concrete revolution show where you have like all these themes but with Concrete Revolution I like to make this comparison because it that show had a lot that you needed to know like a lot of background info that you needed to know right? But it was too frenetic in its pacing, and Penguin Drum is like it—it it stops just short of that. I would say it's not quite as confusing, um, but at the same time, from my experience and for a lot of people, Penguin Drum is going to be a little bit tough to watch on the first go, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. And yep, I agree. you have to pay attention. Like I said, you have to be—you have to have your eyes on it. You can't be playing on your phone while you're watching it, right? So that's a little bit of a knock against it or a knock for it, depending on your, on your perspective. It definitely was a
0: knock against it for me at the beginning, but yeah, sorry, go ahead.
1: Yeah. And, and I would say it's a slight knock against it in a way, because if you have to almost treat the show like a scholar, then, then it, it takes a little bit away from the emotional experience and like the connection to, the characters and the themes and your like an initial run
0: through of it right yeah yeah on the
1: first run now on subsequent ones you'll you'll gain more of that but <clears throat> that's why that was part of why i i had trouble recalling a, a few of the things There was just a lot so much that happened and oh, so me many too. yeah so much going on on the screen the whole time that uh it it uh it did take away a little bit from that initial enjoyment so i can't give this like a perfect score i can't put it in my top tier at least not yet i don't think i ever will just because it's It it just it's just a tiny bit too much. You know.
0: You know. Yeah. I can. I can definitely agree with that. Because, like I said, Um, too, when you're watching the beginning, like with the first five or six episodes, that's like they're introducing characters. It's a little overwhelming. There's a lot of exposition between one, like just two characters, just having one conversation. It's just like, okay, what are you even talking about? Like, what are you saying? (laughs) But yeah.
1: Let's see. Another thing. So the the directing itself. I think like I think it was it was pretty good, right? But it wasn't like I think it was more a case of the backgrounds were like particularly interesting and and symbolic, and there's a lot of like rep, you know rep, repetitive imagery that Ikahara likes to use in all of his shows. He does a lot of repetition, so that you're getting these you know these ideas jammed into you, like the survival
0: um, strategy meetings and stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, not not just the transformation, but like the train the when they're like walking down streets and hallways, and you have like these weird patterns everywhere and stuff like that. Um, I still think that the directing could have been more creative at times, like different camera angles and stuff. Um, maybe I'm just like a sucker for all that. So, <laughs> But like, you know, you think of Studio Shaft. Like they do, they just go nuts with it. That's what okay. I love. Like that's what I'm rooting for. And And you'll, once we do our decade list, there's going to be a lot of Shaft shows on there. So, I see you. I see you. Um, that and like even where they have like just different, carefully, carefully positioned characters in the in the shot and like a- each shot, you know. And Pangu Drum felt a little bit. It's like they 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 got most of the way there, but it wasn't quite, you know, perfect for my okay. taste. Okay. Okay. Um,
0: yeah, it, I w- I would say I would agree with that. That's it's probably how I would. And I then the soundtrack is. Well
1: but... Yeah, and the, and the soundtrack was really good. Um. But I don't think they used it, utilized it like as as perfectly as they could have, compared to other shows. Like, um,
0: there were some scenes, like in the intense moments, like where the music was, like
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, there's some really great scenes too. But but there
0: was also some parts in the intense scenes where there was like no music at all, and it was kind of. I wouldn't. Well, sometimes that's what
1: you want, though. Yeah, sometimes it is good to have silence. You need to have a a variety of it. Sure. And um, I know a lot of like American companies are guilty of, of injecting sound into like Ghibli movies or 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 what have you when they release to America because they're like Americans can't handle silence. You know? <laughs> well, like, that's a that's a big thing, you know, for a lot of Japanese works if if they're trying to, you know, let the scene like settle, so I don't know, I just felt like the soundtrack could have been implemented into the show like a tiny bit better. Maybe I'm just nitpicking on that. That's not a big one. So yeah, it sounds like I'm complaining a lot. But yeah, it, it, it is a really good show and something I have to rewatch. And I think I would I would I think I'm going to bump like, once I watch the show again, I'll probably bump up my score. So, I don't even want to give it like an official score or anything or a grade right now because I'd feel like I'm not giving it a fair shot. <laughs> but, but, like, I, I, I think it'll make my decade list. I think it'll be on there somewhere. Um,
0: I, I think I agree with you. I think I don't know if my score will change too much after rewatching it. If I do rewatch it again before, maybe I'll just watch like the, where I know where the turning points are, you know, and maybe just do a little more research. But,.
1: Well then you are really going to bump it up. I'm only I'm only going to watch the good parts. Yeah, I'm only going to watch <laughs> the
0: good parts. Um this is I cuz there was one one time when I was watching it where I thought I had a thought where I was like I wonder if this could have been better if it was just like 12 or 13 eps. But then when you start like getting all the details No, I think
1: of, it like, needed most of yeah, the episodes. Later it on when you two, Later
0: but. on when I got to like episode 13, 14, 15 and all of them I would you know the halfway point I'm just like okay, never mind. Yeah, you kind of need all this, but I think I have the same analysis. I I mean, I'm, I really just love how, like, I love the, the, I love the continuing conversation of anything art related, whether it's a painting or a TV show, you know, and, or a movie. And it's just like, you can talk about it for years. You know, you can talk about it. Like as much as me and Nick tried to find, Although, and we found a lot. This is almost a show like, like Nick mentioned earlier, like with uh, Utsuna. Like, there's these whole theses on, on Utsuna. You know, like I would not be surprised if there was whole like essays written about this show for some oh, crazy yeah, college for sure. course. You know, but I, I'd probably have the same I'd analysis. S-
1: yeah, and and one thing I didn't mention. This is a big one actually. Is, is the, I didn't, I didn't connect directly enough with the characters from with most of them. Yeah, because
0: you know, I didn't either. It was. It's weird. I'm trying to figure out why. Cause
1: because because like, the whole
0: show is like in another world, man. Like you don't even know. It like yeah I think it takes it's place because
1: in... there's like a lot of like ideas. <laughs> yeah, but like it's you know, not it takes enough... place in Tokyo,
0: but there's like otherworldly shit in it.
1: It doesn't zoom in enough on each character. Like you don't get in their head enough. If that makes
0: sense, like I'm thinking of. I just wonder if that's because you're supposed to focus on the connection between all of them and not so much. Yeah, each this is
1: more of like a symbolic show than a character show, I think. Although, right. I mean, you know, there's, you definitely, I mean, you care about the characters, you know, to a certain extent, but not like fully. Not like, like, I know you don't like your line, April, but like, that's a one example where you're, you know, you're really in their head, right? And you feel for the character. You're like, oh man, this is me, you know? <laughs> right. Um, this show didn't feel like that as much. It felt like I was on the outside in. And it felt like the other thing too is like this is a, a complaint I bring against like a lot of romance shows um, where it's like the character only has one motivation and they're not trying to do other things with their life. They're like, oh, I'm trying to save this person. Oh, I'm trying to be in love with this person. But it's like, well, what else are you doing? Like Scum's Wish, that's what I brought up with Like that. what else are you doing? You know, like remember Scum's Wish, right? Like all yeah. the characters ever thought about was was who are they dating or whatever. And it's like, wait, what else are they doing with their life, you know? They don't feel rounded, <laughs> right? But Yorla and April, it's like, dude, that dude is playing a piano. <laughs> Fucking Nick is, like, watching Scum. She's like, God, get a hobby. God. Like, <laughs> yeah, God, what are you doing? <laughs> um, And that's, like, it sounds like a nitpick. It, it is, but, like, to me, it kind of matters. Like, I want a character that's really rounded. It's like mm-hmm. they, they have, like, a whole, uh, you know, ethos and, 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 you know, goals that they're trying to achieve beyond, like, the basic – you know, the high level, like the, beyond like the, the really threatening ones, like even Galleon again, it's like sh- There's so many things swirling through each character's head. It's like, they're trying to pilot the robots and they're trying to save the world and they're trying to get approval from their friends and family and everything. Um, so you have like an outer, you know, you have like an outside threat and an inside threat at the same time. And this one, it felt like there was just one of those, you know?
0: Right. The threat, it was everything. Like it was fucking like, you it was mostly
1: think- like inside. There wasn't really like an outer. Yeah. It didn't feel like it as much. And they, they didn't have like, it. I don't know. That's just, that's just me kind of nitpicking like what I want in a perfect show, you know, or not perfect, but like top tier. Yeah. So this yeah. one, this one for me, even on a rewatch, I, I don't think I'm gonna put it in my top tier, but I'll think I'll put, I'll bump it up, you know?
0: Yep. Yeah. I probably have the same analysis hearing what you're saying. That being said, I probably give it, um,
1: mm, like a, like a B, B minus. B B minus. Not even I gave it a B minus.
0: <laughs> Maybe a B. It probably bumped it up to a B plus if I rewatch it.
1: Yeah, that's like, yeah. On my first rewatch or on my first watch, it was a B, but like I didn't give it a fair shake, so I I don't feel right giving it a B. But like yeah, I mean, if I if I watch it again, it'd probably be a B plus or A minus type of thing. Um. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I like it's that. not
1: it's not in my opinion, it's not as good as Utuna. Utuna is still is still uh Ikuhara's best work. In my personal opinion. Um okay. although Utuna is also hard to watch.
0: <laughs> right. I think a lot of people <laughs> Ikuhara doesn't
1: make it easy on you.
0: <laughs> I think a lot of Ikuhara fans have said the same thing. There was a couple forum posts I saw where um people had said that they liked this better than Utuna. Maybe it's because yeah, it's both well, the Uchina. art style. Well, yeah. part
1: of it's the art style too. It's like JC Staff, I think, did Utna. Um Aww. and JC staff never makes good looking shows. <laughs> As much like the character designs of Utna are, are great, but um Yeah, and part of Utna too is like it did get a little repetitive, like even overly repetitive for Yukahara, like because mm-hmm. it was a 39 episode show. And it's like, holy shit. Like <laughs> some of them felt but at the same time. I, I get why he did it, but it just felt like a lot. But the, but the movie for Utna basically makes it all worth it. So, you know, you, you watch the TV series, which is great, and then the movie, which makes it even better. So, um, yeah. I okay. don't know. I think Utna is number one, Penguin Drum 2. Um, and then we'll see on Saranzamai Sarzamai Sur- I can't pronounce it, the new one, the booty juice show with, yeah. like, gay
0: boys and stuff. Spring season, here we go. It's like a um, this is like a perfect to do penguin drum right now because spring season. Uh, when yeah, he's got that new show coming out. Yeah.
1: So, and then uh, Yuri Kuma is that's probably it's probably like his simplest work, but uh, it it was it was enjoyable for what it was too. So
0: yeah, because Yuri Kuma was based on a manga already, right? It was based on something else already. It wasn't like an original, right? Uh,
1: I'm not 100 percent sure on that. You might be right,
0: but um, there you go. Uh, freaking Maori penguin drum. I was about to say silver penguin drum again. (laughs) Spinning penguin drum. Damn it, son. Maori penguin drum. You know what? Give it a watch. Give it a watch. It'll
1: probably make our decade list, you know.
0: I think a lot of the... A lot of the things that we said, Danny. Danny had actually wrote. I didn't even say that at the beginning. Danny's. Oh
1: it. yeah, Danny wrote her thoughts because she wasn't able to make it. She's. Had, we, she has like finals going on.
0: We kind of said a lot of her thoughts already, though. Just like in our own thoughts, So we kind of. She had the kind of the same analysis, I think. Well, we
1: we read and absorbed her thoughts. There, there you, you go. go. <laughs> yeah, so we stole I, from Danny.
0: <laughs> she had already. Yeah, she had already seen it before. Before me and Nick had, but yeah, she's uh, in finals mode right now. So shout out to Danny, but like, let, let, just give it a watch. It's one of those things. It's the one dub that
1: Danny doesn't like.
0: (laughs) It's one of those things where you order the fucking, you order fugu at a sushi bar and you're afraid to try it. And I'm sitting across the table for you going, just give it a shot. (laughs) Like, I don't fucking know. (laughs) Just try it. Let me know, you know, but I think, um, I'm going to stick with that grade until I give it, get a potential chance to rewatch just like Nick. So we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, my my decade list is morphing, like, every week. I know I started watching, well, I won't say what show it was, but Sam knows what it was. I started watching a show, and I'm like, after episode one, I'm like, oh, this is on the list. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm halfway through, and it's, like, halfway up my list already.
0: (laughs) Yeah, dude, that show's great. I know exactly Um, what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, I don't want to spoil it. We need to leave some suspense. Need to leave some suspense there, dude. But yeah, Penguin Drum is like hanging on the bottom right now of the list, but still on the list. Like, if you think about it, there's, there's um, roughly like two thousand shows that came out this decade. Yeah. Or a thousand shows like worth checking out at least. hmm So it's like that's in the top half percent. Like that's that's really good. So.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yep. So there you go. Watch Penguin Drum. Let us know what you think. Hope you're enjoying these decade spotlights. I'm enjoying them. I'm enjoying them quite a bit now for sure. You know, at first I was a little overwhelmed by them. But uh, we're doing our best to make sure that by the time we get to that episode, the Decade Spotlight episode, you know, we have all these under the belt. And I had never seen Penguin Drum before, and I had it had been recommended to me by many friends in the past. So I'm glad I watched it, and i hopefully get another rewatch. That being said, I've been Sam. That's been Neon Genesis, Nick Vangelion, and this has been the Anime Summit Podcast. break out
1: the bugs